would you not go to the doctor if you are sick? Get over it. Realize you need help. And I want to, I, I've walked through this. I live it every day of my life. You have an opportunity right now to take advantage of it. Don't let that go. And I guarantee you there'll be something amazing and fruitful that comes from it. So just don't let that go. It's your choice. Stories stir the soul. Stories reveal. And stories heal. In this podcast, we will give you an inside look at someone who's had a life-changing breakthrough. Real people, real stories with real breakthroughs. As a health and wellness expert and coach and Todd as a men's mentor. We've seen firsthand what God can do when it comes to a breakthrough. So lean in, listen well. This could be your biggest breakthrough. Hey there, and welcome to Your Biggest Breakthrough. I'm Wendy Pett. I'm Todd Isburner. And we are so excited to be here with you today. We've got a great show. Uh, we always have great shows. I know, right? But, but today <laughs> is way up on top. Way up on top. Because we're going to address something that everybody's going to relate to. Uh, absolutely. And uh, before we address that, I do want to address that this podcast is part of the Spark Media Network, and it can be found on the Edify app, pray.com, and KHCB ups, up lifted streaming and so many other platforms, whatever you're listening on, we appreciate you tuning in. Let me ask you a question uh, yeah. because you're very confident uh, and pretty much fearless. For the most part. You, you really, you come off as a very fearless person. I mean, you're willing to take on challenges. You have, I think God has given you a lot of courage, but you got to be honest for just a moment here. Okay. Well, you're always honest, but in this particular <laughs> moment, just a moment, be honest about this. What is number one? Yeah. The, the, the thing that you know, this will pop up and I don't like it because I'm afraid of it. Well, failure is a big one. Fear. I do failure. not want to fail. Yeah. <laughs> and I also, um, I don't like spiders. I think I have a little bit of arachnophobia. Okay. Seriously. You know, no, I funny. literally had when spiders coming. I do. And just the other night I had dreams about them. And remember <laughs> yeah. we were, we were in the house and, and Todd walked by and he said, Hey, there's something right there on the floor. And he had his hands full. He said, hey, can you pick that up? And he thought it was just like a little, whatever, yeah. uh, I don't know, piece of fuzz. It was piece a of little whatever, a little, I bent a down little to spider pick whatever. it up and it was a live spider about freaked out. <laughs> that is too funny. Well, everybody's got fears. Yes. I am still trying to identify what all of my fears. Do you have a bunch? No. No, no I, I would say probably the, uh, for me, the, the fear that surfaces more to the top is, um, uh, I'm not trying to copy you, but it's the same. It's the same area. You are. I mean, I know I really don't want to fail in anything. Yeah, and that's yeah. kind of stupid because I'm going to fail in something, yeah. but I don't like it. So I'm a little bit afraid of it. I'll back away from it. Yeah. But here's, what's really cool. What today's guest, I'm calling him the fear hunter. Ooh, I like that. Justin the Maynard. fear hunter. Yeah. yeah because, uh, <laughs> because he has been addressing this in his own life and in the lives of others now for quite a while. And he has got some insights that God has given him that, You'll want to really pay close attention. There's anything at all that you fear. Guess what? By the end of this podcast, you will not fear it. We, we will not fear failure. It'll oh, be great. So yeah. yeah, Justin is an American ninja warrior athlete. He is a TV host, actor, fitness model, and licensed massage therapist. He is now on a mission to help people overcome their fears and not live a complacent life. You know what I love about this too is that uh, he's addressing this in his own life first. Yeah. I think that's what's entitled him to help others, and so he does this through his organization called Love Fearless, and it's uh, his creative community outreach. They uh, impacting the world right now with creative monthly activities that. 
build community and then remind people what unconditional love feels like. Again, really some successful events that he's put together. I love that. And he is a dear friend of ours as well. So welcome to the show, Justin Maina. We're so excited to have you on your biggest breakthrough. A ninja warrior too. <laughs> I'm so happy to be here to be able to help people out and, and just to encourage one another. That's so cool. You should see. I wish he could do this for us, but I don't think what? he can because the way the camera's set up. This guy is like an expert at backflips. Oh, man. And he's not, don't even tempt him. He will do it. <laughs> and it's not like he's 18 years old, but he can do backflips like crazy, man. That's the ninja warrior in you. I want to, I, what I've heard uh, from people who are wiser than me, they said, if you don't use it, you lose it. So they said, just keep on doing those backflips so I can keep up with it. So keep on flipping I, out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. Hey, Justin, listen, we want to start with you in kind of the beginning. So let's go back to your childhood and your upbringing, upbringing and tell us a little bit about what family life was like and what was developing inside of you as you were growing up and maybe even some of the things that you started to notice that you were afraid of. I, I love this. I, I grew up in South Florida and I grew up very different than what most people would see me as now. I grew up very passive, insecure. I was very weak. Um, I remember in, in even high school, I was, I, I remember being on the track team or trying out for it and they were doing pole vaulting. They had the, the lowest rated pole. The lightest pole they had was for somebody who weighed 120 pounds. I weighed 95 pounds and I was, I was so light. I could, there's no way I could even bend the pole like you're supposed to. Um, I remember having to sit on this person's lap. I was in band, which was not a, a cool confidence booster, even though I was good at it. It didn't really help with the confidence, but I remember having to, on a, in a car with a bunch of other band members. And there were six people in a five passenger car. And I had to sit on this woman's lap because I was the <laughs> smallest person in the car. It was so emasculating. But anyway, I grew oh, up being man. picked on, being the smallest one. And that that was trying to tie itself to my identity. And, you know, was it was through a lot of, you know, encouragement from other people and the way I, I you know, interpreted God's view on me that helped shape me into who I am today. But, you know, being, uh, you know, being in school and growing up and going to church week to week, but it wasn't really practiced in my everyday life. I, I didn't really see, I love my parents and they've actually grown in their faith like so much more after I left the house, but they tried to instill in me, you know, a, a good Christian upbringing, but I never really saw the the home groups at home or, you know, much, much other than you know, praying at the table and going to church once a week. When did you, uh, when did you discover that faith really needed to be a more important component in your life? How did that begin? It was seeing somebody that it was experiencing somebody who saw potential in me at a young age, trying to pull that out of me and, 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 and pull out the dreams and desires that I had in my heart, you know, asking me, Hey, what do you want to do in life? What are your passions? What do you feel like you're here for? And I didn't really think much of that. I just thought I had to go to school, do good, get a master's degree at least and practice the clarinet two hours a day. And, you know, other than that, I, I didn't really, I wasn't really dreaming the way I should. So I think it was other people who saw potential in me and said, Hey, you're, you're really strong. You could, mm. you could be great at wrestling or you could, you know, do a backflip if you wanted to, even if you're afraid of it. So it took somebody else seeing potential in me that really drew out a lot. And then them questioning some of the actions or desires that I had in my heart currently at the time, which was to be accepted in anything, really, just to feel like I belonged. Like I wanted to be like my older brother who was a track star. So I wanted to join the track team. I wanted to feel good at something and I wanted to feel like I was appreciated and liked. So I thought the way to do that is to go out and try to get girls to like you. And 
And then I thought, well, if other people do drugs, well, maybe if I did that, I could feel like what it's like to feel like other people, what they experienced. And, and then this one person questioned, how does that parallel to being a Christian? And I just thought it really doesn't, but I don't know. Everyone else is having their fun. How can I have fun? How can I be, a, a, you know, how can I be pleasing to the Lord, but yet also have fun? And I didn't really know what that looked like until somebody challenged me on those beliefs. I love this, Justin, because um, I, kudos to this person in your life that challenged you because, you know, the power of, of a spoken word over somebody uh, gives you hope and it helps you to see a bigger vision. And that's what um, it, it allowed you to do is start to question your own inner inner being and say, wow, this is not congruent with who I really am. And so um, someone listening may have been because I, I don't know, I didn't ask you, but were you bullied? As a kid as well? I was. I, I had no confidence. I remember, I'll just give you two quick stories. I remember being in high school and this guy didn't like me. And, and there was this girl that I liked in class. And anyway, regardless, he tried, he embarrassed me in class by taking my backpack, but the teacher left the room for a few minutes and emptied all my, my contents in my backpack in the trash. That's so emasculating. But here's the thing. I feared so many things in life. I didn't have any confidence. I didn't know how to fight. I just thought, all right, well, there's nothing I can do about it. I know I'm not supposed to get in trouble. I'm not supposed to fight. Don't know how to fight. Don't want to get expelled because that's bad. Took that and thought, all right, this is a lot, the, the thing that was dealt to me. And then also I remember in middle school prior to that, I remember some bullies were there and kind of shoved me around or punched me. You know, one time I, I, I know I deserved it because uh, I made fun of his shoes because it was my way of trying to be funny and be accepted by my group. And he didn't like that and punched me and I didn't really know what to do. I just thought, well, I guess I have to take it. I know it's not good to fight. So well, that was like a little bit of my upbringing. Yeah. And, and I think about uh, those bully kind of moments that you had in your life. Those were ammunition for you to become the person you are today, because to look at you today, oh yeah. my goodness, oh, yeah. you're not a scrawny, uh, you know, unconfident um, gentleman. You are someone who has great confidence and you go for it and you are fearless. And it's because of those moments early on that you are where you are today. So um, never dismiss those painful moments to turn them into good. Yeah. And I, I just want to talk to our listeners for a moment here too, because uh, you, you heard the impact that a mentor had in Justin's life. Mm -hmm. And there isn't any reason why you can't be a mentor to somebody, right. why you can't ask them the important questions that they need to hear themselves answer about their identity and their purpose in life and their vision. And th the more that we're asked those questions and having to answer those questions, the easier it becomes to begin to focus on what God has called us to. So Justin, just continue to take us through your story because uh, here you are sort of battling those insecurities, trying to figure out your identity trying to understand your faith, uh, where did things progress to? We're not going to go all the way to where you are today, but there's a journey that you were on. Tell us a little bit more about that journey. So I think that what I love about things like this are never having to, here's the thing. I used to worry about a lot of things and have a lot of fears in my life. That's why I'm so passionate about this. Like you were describing the things that I was dealt, God can turn into something beautiful. So I, in the, at the time it wasn't fun, but I realized God was cultivating me and building me up through those winter seasons of life. But the first thing that comes to mind right now, because uh, I, I, I just have to be so thankful that I don't have to stress out about an interview like this. I can just mm. be myself. And I want to yes. encourage everybody, be yourself because God's burden is light. His yoke is easy. And if you believe that, if you are an encourager, sometimes you can feel the fear of, oh, I have to do this right or else I'm going to screw it up. Well, if we're going to be God's mouthpiece, we can't screw it up unless we try to 
allow our mouthpiece to be the one in the forefront. So I just want to first start with that and just be so grateful that I have an opportunity to share. But the first thing I feel led to share is for that I kind of had in my life. You know, here's the thing. People will let you down. We've all heard of churches that have great pastors and they mess up and then everyone just goes on the deep end at that point. You should never look to people or certain mentors being your savior. They're a person. And I just want to start by saying the person that saw potential in my life, although they meant well, you know, here's the thing. That person ended up being, there was dysfunction in that. And that could have easily allowed me to go off, off the deep end. But there were some good things that came out of it because God was in it. But during that season, I learned more about myself. I was encouraged, but also I developed my own relationship and walk with the Lord. And that helped me and sustained me through a trial, through a mentor that would like totally took advantage of that position. And I just, I learned, you know, things could be dysfunctional, but yet God will grab you and pull you through those times. Mm-hmm. So I just want to start off with that and, and let you know that, um, I, that, that was like at the forefront, people will let you down, but the Lord never will. And it'll right. take you through all of those seasons. That's a good part of your journey to, you know, for us to really, uh, acknowledge because, Typically, we think that um, if you've got a mentor or relationship that's important and you've benefited from that, everything's going to turn out hunky-dory. You don't expect to kind of be, quote, blindsided. Uh, At some point in time, your eyes were opened and love your encouragement that you can't put your trust in any one person. You know your identity. Yeah, exactly. And so, so how did that begin to really take root in you, that your identity is in Christ and this is where this is your go-to, not a person, uh, not even yourself. How did that really start to develop in your life? I just, I never really had uh, a genuine, I didn't know what a genuine relationship with the Lord was like. You know, I can, I think as, as I grew up, I, I had to relate to someone, you know, I think naturally you try to relate to your heavenly father with your, your earthly parents. And, and if not that, then maybe other people in your life. And that helped start that journey. But then I realized, all right, there's corruption there. Maybe you don't have the best relationship with your parents. Is that the way God loves us? It doesn't line up with what the Bible says. So what does that look like? So I started figuring it out. How do I deal with failure? How do I deal with shame and guilt and being an imperfect person? And I started figuring it out. And and uh, I realized that God is such a loving God. And he's He's beyond, he, he, he really is perfect. And he's so unconditionally loving. And no person is going to, perfectly emulate that realizing this journey, you either have faith that he's there and he loves you that way or, or he doesn't. And then as I've been seeking him and also speaking words of life and, and painting a picture of what my life and purpose is, I've started to see and and feel that embrace, but sometimes it's hard in the beginning. Sometimes you have to like take it like medicine and say, God, I don't know what prayers look like, but let me just be open about something I'm struggling with and see what happens. Mm. Because I feel like sometimes we are so used to figuring it out. And we're supposed to feel this way. We're supposed to feel this enlightened moment. And sometimes you don't have that. Sometimes it's just, you have to be at rock bottom. You have to just say, God, I don't know what's going on. And then God, the most impactful moments I've actually had with God is when things have gone totally wrong. I don't deserve it. And then I'm like, just literally totally vulnerable and say, God, I don't know what the heck's going on. And then I really feel his embrace. And it's just, it's a personal thing. My story is going to be very different than anyone else's. And that's what's so cool because God wants to have a very personal connection and story with you. So if you feel like you have a very unique story, that's great. And if you feel like you're all alone, it's great because God wants you to feel so unique and loved. 
then maybe you just haven't had that yet. So yeah, that is so good. Don't you love that, that, his I mean, just, faith is just so yeah, well, he's got an incredible faith for yeah. as long as we've known you. It's just this beautiful childlike faith. Because you're vulnerable. I love yeah. that. It's a real, it's a, honestly, you're speaking to me right now. And I know lots of others and that is you just got to be honest with God. You can't pretend he knows everything anyhow, but you're such a, a good example, Justin, of just kind of getting down to rock bottom with God. I don't know. I don't get it. Help me, God. You have, you, you do that if you believe that he loves you, wants to respond to your need. And that's why you have been such a good mentor for other men in your life as well. But let's talk a, a little bit um, about that because uh, you really want to attack certain fears in people's life to get them uh, to, to allow them to have their own breakthrough, right? So what are you noticing that the top fears are and that people struggle with most? And what are some tips around them? Well, no, wait, before what? you answer that, I just thought of something. What? <laughs> no, you didn't, you didn't do anything wrong. Oh, okay. I didn't fail. Okay. <laughs> no, he's going off script. Yeah. yeah, but, yeah. I, but I, we do want to find out what what Justin has experienced as people's most common fears, but we have yeah. to ask Justin, like, so man, what yeah, are what's, your, what's top, yours? There you go. like, what are your top fears, fears that you've overcome that, uh, that we, we could benefit here in. Well, I'll say this. If, um, fear is like a cancer it spreads, but mm-hmm. the opposite is true too. If you overcome fears, it'll be a catalyst to you starting to overcome all sorts of fears because on the other side of your fears is 100% freedom. So if you feel limited in any area, you have an opportunity for freedom. It's almost like the enemy when he does something in your life, it's just really a sign of what God's trying to do and the enemy's exposing what that is. But like whatever the enemy does, and like for me, I had a list growing up and God, you know, the devil was like lying to me, telling me once I identified it, making me feel like I didn't have a voice and I, Mm. you know, what I had to share didn't really matter. And people would ask me what my name was and it's an identity thing. My name is Justin, and, and they would like make fun of me. But that's the very thing that God was trying to say, hey, the enemy is going to try to deceive you into thinking your voice doesn't matter. But God's trying to say your voice really, really matters. And it's just an attack. All right. Yeah. So now, so in your more, <clears throat> in your more recent days, let's bring it up currently. What, what are the things that you have struggled with or even are struggling with in terms of fears? And what are you doing to overcome well, that in voice. your life? In his life, he, he he's a he can talk till the cows come home. Like you, you don't have a problem with your oh, voice now, true. which I love that. So yeah. you've busted through that fear, that's for sure. Is there anything else? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, even today, just so you know, like I had an opportunity to speak a couple of weeks ago, and it's very natural. The feeling is there. That's why you never want to be controlled by your feelings. Your feelings can tell you, "Ooh, I don't know." You're, but then I realize you're trying to do it on your own strength. Stop trying. And when you try to, when you stop trying, you're going to allow God to be more a part of it. I want God to be more a part of it because I don't want to be doing things on my own strength all the time. Right. Eventually, I'm not going to, I'm not going to want to do that. It's too hard. It's too difficult to do that. Just show up, be a vessel. And whatever happens, allow God to take that burden. So I, I literally do that and I see more of God's peace in my life. But you have to be willing to take that chance. So speaking, having opportunities to do that and not giving to the fear of thinking, oh, I'm going to screw it up. Um, early on. Um, oh, what I was going to share was overcoming the fear of doing a backflip was a catalyst mm. to overcoming all sorts of fears, like the fear of sharks. So doing a backflip took me two years to do it because I feared falling on my head. Now, every time I do a backflip, it seems like God is opening up doors from that original fear into some God opportunity. I'll do crazy cool. things in the gym using my talents and gifts of freedom, of freedom of expression. And then people say, wow, what are you doing? And it opens up an opportunity to just get to know somebody, encourage them in a baby step of their fitness journey. And then I don't know, I just, I see that. But to answer your question about something now, I would say 
Uh, and, there, and I look forward to diving into some of the top fears I feel like people deal with. But I would say it would be, it ties into the fear of the unknown. It's one of the top mm. fears I think people struggle with, mm. but how it pertains to me. Like it's uncertainty? The fear, it's, it's not knowing what it'll look like. It's actually, yeah. if I can pinpoint it, it's the fear of giving up something that I'm comfortable with because I don't know what it's going to look like. I'm afraid of giving that up. Right. And it's not that I am afraid of success, but I'm like, I don't know the pain of what it's going to look like to give up something that I'm constantly doing. Freak me out to think like, I don't, I don't know. I want to grow. I want to be better. I don't know what that looks like. And that can keep me paralyzed. Yeah, no, that's, that's, uh, I think a common one, I, you know, you think, is it, yeah. is it really going to be better? And what's, yeah. what's it going to, what, what am I going to have to go through to get there? So yeah, not knowing what things are going to turn out like, yeah, but I do like the backflip thing uh-huh. because that's a are you physiological, thinking, you know, okay, maybe you're going to start <laughs> I mean, training Todd for backflip. Yeah. I 100% can tell you this. Look, it, I, I'm just telling you as a fact, if you wanted to do a backflip, I guarantee you have the potential to do it. Let me wow. tell you why. Here's your baby step. That'll make you feel good. You have to do things. God's not going to give you something you can't handle, but he's going to want an element of faith or else he's going to be like, well, why do I even need to be in the picture? If you went to a gymnasium and here's the thing that I love empowering people, your baby step could be to go to a gym where they have like the rig, you're in a harness. They will 100% keep you from falling on your head and you just jump up and try to tuck your knees and you're totally suspended. That will get you used to getting the momentum of feeling what it looks like to pivot at the right place doing a backflip, do it on a trampoline, eventually, you know, with protection, with guidance, a a loving father would not just have a kid do a backflip, have a chance to hurt themselves. There's a, there's a process of learning and then eventually learn into a pit or into a pool. You, everyone has potential. Just, just, they don't, they don't think they do sometimes. I I have a feeling we have a new adventure. I think we do. (laughs) But I think the, the beauty of that is that you can take that almost as a template uh, and place it over almost any fear, understanding there are ways to overcome it. It doesn't necessarily mean a snap of the fingers and it's gone. It takes action and steps and planning. And I think that's a great way to overcome fears. Yeah, but sure. we're gonna we're gonna dive into some yeah, let's things. let's dive into what what the top three yeah. kind of fears that that you see most people have that you work with when you're mentoring. It's interesting. I've developed I, I've learned different patterns, but I'll first start by saying, I was doing some research on some of the top fears in America. And one of the top fears in America is corrupt government officials. It's interesting, you know, but if I really were to, if I were to really think about that, are they really afraid of that? Maybe we should ask who wrote the article. Yeah. You know, it's, (laughs) I feel like it's a deception of what the real fears are, but that's supposedly one of the top fears. And what's funny is if that's really a fear, you know, of government officials, are we doing much about it? And I don't think we really are. Some people just still don't vote. They don't, feel like their voice matters, but those are all sorts of other fears. They feel like their voice doesn't matter or they're passive. They're, you know, I it's anyway, that's one of the fears. Another fear that people supposedly have that I've had for years, like social anxiety, the fear of public speaking. I still think that's a deception. Mm. There's no way that somebody, in my opinion, fears public speaking over, you know, mm. I, I understand what they're, mm. what they mean by that. There's more anxiety about, you know, getting up in front of somebody and people pleasing. Maybe when your time comes, your time comes. But at the end of the day, if you had a choice between what to give into, you'd, you'd, you'd most likely say what you have to say rather than say, all right, I'll die. I'll choose that rather right. than public speaking. But how ironic though, is it that people say you're afraid of public speaking? I don't know. I think that's why maybe COVID wasn't that bad for people. They put a mask and they're like, well, I don't have to worry about speaking in front of people. My voice is silent. It doesn't really matter. So I guess I'm okay with this. So it's almost as if it was 
you know, it's a, you know, a, you can capitalize on people's fears and take advantage of them That's in a way because exactly they're not going to speak up. That's when right. you've been uh, working with people, I mean, yourself primarily, and then others around you that God has brought into your pathway uh, to help them, number one, identify what their fears are, and then to help them break through those fears. So in your experience, what what have you seen that's kind of more common? You know, forget about what the surveys show, because all that stuff is kind of <laughs> twisted around anyhow. But just from your with experience. With the guys you work with. Yeah. yeah. Well, guys and gals mm-hmm. that, that you encounter who have got fears that you know can be overcome. Yeah, I would say that the fear of the unknown, I think, is a really big one. And I think it it tests you. It, there's a lot of fears that go under that category. Like in relationships, a lot of guys would be afraid of approaching women. I was just talking with a woman yesterday and and I said, what are, what are the things that bug you most about relationships? It's said, well, a guy will never come up to me and ask me, you know, out. Like they don't want to get shut down or yeah the fear of rejection yeah. i think yeah. is under the fear of the unknown because exactly. it comes down to you know um i mean it, that just comes down to like the fear of failure you know mm-hmm. like oh man i just i failed that you know i'm i guess i'm rejected i guess and, i'm not and good kind enough of some some pride and ego with it too right like you yeah i think you know they just don't, don't guys really have no, that pride like, and ego you don't want no, to be shut down no, so why even try yeah. So here's a great, I'll just list a couple of quick ones out of what I've seen as the top things and get right into the solution. Cause that's what I think yeah. people really care about. So exactly. they fear the, they fear the unknown, um, where it's like, whether it's the fear of success, which in my opinion, mm-hmm. everybody wants success. They just don't know what that looks like. And they're afraid of giving up comfort that to get sense. there. The fear of failure is exposing, kind of confirming that you're not good enough. You don't have what it takes. And it also confirms it actually, it actually destroys the hope in something. So I feel like a lot of people, they fear failure, but really the biggest thing behind it is uh, their, their hope is going to be destroyed. That's why I feel like a lot of people are distracted so easily because they don't want to destroy the one thing that they're hopeful of, mm. but yet, you know, you have to go out there and try it, or you're going to be in this, this fantasy world of, Oh, one day this will happen. But if you don't have a plan, It'll never happen. All the distractions will always take a priority and you'll never be pursuing that one thing. But I would say, you know, the fear of the unknown, fear of like what you currently have in losing that, which I think is another word. Uh, in other words, it's losing that, um, losing your comfort and security in something. And do you think it's uh, also control? Losing control? Yes. Mm-hmm. yes. What 100%. Because you, 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 you don't know what I mean, most of life is something you can't control. You don't know what's right. going to happen. You could, you could say, Oh, I'm going to control my eating habits. I'm going to control what I'm doing in the gym. And all of a sudden you get an injury, you know, what kind of control did you have? There was somebody else who came, you know, ran a red light. You, there's a lot of things. And right. um, the last thing I wrote down that I think really, you know, people deal with a lot is, um, is really not knowing why they're here. Like their purpose, so their purpose. Like, like lack of purpose. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. It's kind of, of floundering. Yeah. Yep, and knowing who you are, like, if, and if you don't know those things, it's it's gonna it's gonna get you in a funk and keep you paralyzed. Yeah, I yeah. think there are a lot of people that struggle with really not, not understanding, like, what in the world am I doing here? Why am I taking up space on planet Earth? And uh, I I just I feel like uh, there are a lot of people who who they kind of can identify some fears in their lives but they're not quite sure you know, like what to do about it. Like, like I saw star Wars and Luke Skywalker went into the cave and he faced his fears and Oh my God, the goodness, the fear was himself, right? It was himself that he had to face, but you have worked with people now. And again, you've done this in your own life. You've got some experience and some credibility and working with others to overcome their fears and get to these 
breakthroughs. What are there some actual practical steps that we can take that will help us identify those fears and then start to take action to break through? Yes, absolutely. And, um, but you know, it's almost like with, uh, with gambling or, you know, if you're an alcoholic, you have to first identify that you have a problem. If you don't, if you don't identify the problem, you're not going to be able to take care of it. You'll be in denial. So I think really confronting that, okay, I need help. I need to be vulnerable. I don't need to try to hide behind this image, you know? So I think it's even more difficult if you are more of a public figure or an influence or a father or mother, you feel like you have to perform with perfection and you're not supposed to. I think people need to learn to be more vulnerable and realize that everybody needs help. You're not above it. You know, just like we're not above sin, (laughs) it's inevitable that we're going to mess up. So let's just get used to it and figure out how to fix that and get back on the horse faster. But, 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 but before I get into the things that I think will 100% help you, the thing I wrote down here was like, when I say uh, the fear of not knowing, you know, what you're supposed to be doing, knowing your purpose, I feel like people overlook that all the time. They're like, Oh, I'm here to help other people. Look at your actions, your actions. You know how sometimes people say, Hey, look, I'll look at your bank statement and tell you what you, what you prioritize. Look at the actions in your life. If you're constantly like not doing what you feel, if, if you're not doing what you say you're here to do, that proves that you're not even living out what you feel like you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. Get to the bottom of that. You might not even believe what you say you believe. Some people say, oh, I believe in God, but are you really believing in God when you're stressing out or worrying about this or that? It's like, does prayer even matter? Are you praying at all? When, th- you, you, when things get tough, your primal instincts will kick in. Your faith and your fear will have a battle, which is the one that you bet on. That is what you percent will prove your mm-hmm. faith or lack thereof. So the solutions would be knowing who you are and knowing whose you are, because if you don't know and are, if you're not secure with your identity and know where you come from and know that, know that you are God's masterpiece, you are royalty, you are prized in God's eyes. And there is such favor on your life. If you don't believe that you're going to cower down to every attack of the enemy. And I broke, I broke things down into three steps that I think will help everybody out. I, I do this myself. If I, have to, I mean, I've, I've got tons of stories that I, I, I literally take on these three steps in every fear. It doesn't make it easier, but I follow these three steps. First is I pray about it. Uh, for example, if I ever, uh, this was an example where I went to the lake, no long story short, but I'm just going to go through the three steps. I wanted to swim across the lake and my friend didn't want to do it. It was really cold, dark water. I don't know what's in the water, but I wanted to swim there. It was refreshing after a long hike. It was in Montana. And I thought, God, I'm going to go through these three steps. So the first thing is praying about it. Give me discernment. Is this wise? Is it not wise? But God, give us dominion on this earth to have freedom and to use it. So I really felt the peace that there's nothing wrong with swimming across. It's not like there's gators there. You know, who knows what's going to gonna swallow you up. Yeah. You know, that's that's false evidence appearing real. You know, these are from books. The input that was in there is all from fear. So I realized that I had, I had clarity knowing there's nothing wrong with doing that. God kind of gave me a green light. The next step to be able to speak life immediately, mm. immediately into it. Do not allow creep, uh, allow fear to creep in because it'll creep in and make you justify the fear. Because sometimes God will ask you to do something that you'll have every excuse in the world not to do. Oh, my life. I don't want to move to a third world country. God asked you to do it. Would you be willing to move. do it? Life, <laughs> life is dangerous. So speak words of life into it. If you know you have a piece about it, immediately you have like five seconds i think to to start speaking life or the the enemy is going to want to worm and convince you to be safe trusting god is not safe so speak words of life and by the way your body like scientifically your body doesn't know the difference between like fear and excitement 
you, your body has the same reaction. You're, you get sweaty, you get nervous, your heart starts to race. Words of life into that situation, you start telling your, you start getting your brain to start getting excited about it rather than nervous. So I'll just start saying, God, you've given me not a spirit of fear, but of power, love, and of a sound mind. God, I am I'm a victor in this, God. You've allowed me to be an overcomer in this, God. When, you, when you're with me, who can be against me? I start speaking all those things and said, God, mm. I'm like, thank you, God, for empowering me. I am loved and valued by you, Jesus. Thank you that if I walk through the shadow, that like you're there with me. So I start speaking words of life into that situation. The power of the life, the power of the tongue is life or death. If I recall, because I wasn't there, but when Todd and you did the um, upgrade your human, I believe you were the one that was speaking life <laughs> over that uh, competition. Yeah, it's true. And that's what got you guys going. Mm-hmm. We and didn't so, even know. We, it looked like a long shot that we were going to win. Oh. I mean, for sure. <laughs> so just a little context. We were in a competition yeah. and we had uh, several others on our team. And, uh, and I was the oldest and I, my fear was that I just was not going to be able to finish this thing, much less win the thing. And we're, uh, we're pretty much, uh, feeling like we're gassed out and he had, we had to go down, we had to do some swimming and we had to do some hill climbing and all kinds of things. So Justin starts speaking out just what you heard him do a minute ago, declarations about yeah, who powerful. God is and what he and they, you know gives us to do and, and is able to do it. And I'm telling you, it just lifted us all up. There was something about life that started to kind of resurrect inside of us we, we not only finished it we ended up winning <laughs> yes a big part of that was just mind over matter and speaking it out yeah so it was amazing it. at the very end there was like there was a it was a combination of like we were challenged physically emotionally yeah. and spiritually in that situation and physically we were behind but we got to the very end where we had to solve a riddle we eventually was the top three teams of all the teams got there we're trying to figure out the the riddle and we all, maybe because our spirits were lifted up, we weren't stressed. We're like, God, it's in your hands. But God, we declare that we're going to win this thing. And 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 we got there. We solved that riddle faster than anybody else. And that's what got us to victory. It didn't really seem possible. No, it's that's a, but that's how God works, you know, yeah. but the, the fact that you're speaking uh, his words of truth yeah. over the situation, and it just is so empowering. And so that's what you're doing with um, a lot of these men that you're mentoring. I keep saying men, but there's men and women, but mainly men, right? Um, yeah. But but you're speaking life into their life. And you are doing the very thing that, that your mentor was doing as far as uh, the good part of the mentoring uh, of, of building one another up. And we're, we're, we're told to do that uh, in, in the kingdom is to build up one another. Yeah. So these are really practical steps. So we're talking yeah. about how to break through your fears. Number one is you pray, you talk to God about yeah. this and get his wisdom and discernment. Number two, you begin to speak life over that situation. And number three, Justin, what is that? Number three is painting the vision of what it would look like on the other side of that. That gives you a vision. God, you know, without vision, people perish, the you know, have a, have a vision of like, God, how great would it feel to know that I'm empowered, that I'm trusting you in this season where I literally want to cower down, but I'm seeking your help. God, be with me. Allow me to see a vision of what it would feel like to be on the other side of that lake thinking, wow, I did it. I trusted you, God. I did something I would normally not do, but with your help, I did it. It's like another check mark of like my, my, my ranking with, with fights against, the, uh, against fear. And let me tell you the best way to battle fear. The best way to battle fear, first of all, when you have fear, you cannot, uh, it's fear and it's also with the enemy, you know, because we battle not against flesh and blood. You cannot, like, this is just for the record, you can't ask fear to go away. You can't wish it to go away. In my opinion, you can't even tell, you can't even pray for fear to go away 
And, and, and that sounds very controversial, but let me get to the reason why I say that. I'm just, I feel like there's a lot of passive people. And when I think of Jesus, when he came against, against the fears of, you know, and the temptation of the devil, he did none of those things. He didn't, he didn't, um, he didn't ask for those things to go away. He didn't, um, he didn't pray or wish it. He commanded them to mm-hmm. go away because we battle not against this God, not against flesh and blood, but you know, against those, that spirit and God has not given us a spirit of, you know, of fear. So we have to command that fear to go away and it's coming from an enemy. So if you command it, you have authority yeah. with Jesus to That's have so it go good. away. But I feel like a lot of people are like, God, please take this fear away. And mm-hmm. God says, Hey, I will put your foot over the enemy, not mm-hmm. his own. He wants you to be a part of it. If he's doing it himself, then what sort of team are we having? So I, I just want to encourage people with that. That's good. That's so good. That Justin. Very good. I love it. I love it. All right. I'm going to put you on the spot with something. Here, oh, okay? here we go. Because I want to know the answer. to this. So first of all, I'm not sure. Just let me just proceed this question by asking you, do you think fear is an emotion uh, or a mindset, uh, a belief? What exactly is and, it? And oftentimes it's perceived as negative. So but there is a, a positive fear too, like running from a tiger. What do you think? Ah, <laughs> oh, man, I, I'm trying to just process this really quick. Because I know maybe, for me, I know fear yeah. is, I don't like fear. It's not giving us the spirit of fear. And I also think fear and caution are different. I feel like huh. you should discern the difference between fear and caution. And sometimes people differ on that definition. But I think fear can be used. I don't know if I'm answering this right, right but fear can be used to your advantage. Fear is actually there to help you. It's to protect you. If it's twisted, it can be, you know, if it's twisted in a wrong way that limits you, then it's, it's a negative thing. But I think you can use it as fuel and say, God, I, I, I am nothing. I, I don't control anything. So God, if I have to choose between faith or fear, I'm going to choose faith and knowing that God, I, I'm trusting in all my humility that this mustard seed of faith that I have that I'm going to choose to believe in mm. is going to be greater than all these other fears. So God, I'm fearful in trusting you because if you're wrong, then I, I've got everything to lose. Yeah, uh, you did. Yeah, Because I think really, uh, when I, we don't think of fear as a positive thing very often at all. Uh, and I, I love this sort of this kind of perspective on it can encourage somebody to not run from their fear or be embarrassed or ashamed by being afraid, but instead to address it and then to let God with you, use it to really have some breakthroughs and some progress in your life. Okay, here comes the question. Oh boy, that wasn't. <laughs> I don't question. even know what that this wasn't. Is. It. No. Okay. So we we are created. The Bible says we're created in the image of God. So there are lots of emotions that we have that we can say are reflections of God and His emotions. <laughs> so what about fear? Does God have fear? I think one of the the most the the greatest demonstration of God's love had to be some bit of vulnerability, which I don't know if I would say it's fear, more vulnerability, which can be scary. It's the fear of the unknown. God, even though he's all knowing, like did the crazy stuff of becoming man so he can relate to our emotions. So in God's all power, in all of his power, he literally did everything he could as knowing everything. He said, I'm going to be able to, I want to relate to you humans as much as I can. I'm going to make you in my image, but yet I'm going to know what it's like to feel vulnerable, to feel afraid. And I think one of the greatest demonstrations that God had, they give us free will to choose him to be a part of his team or not. And I feel like that would be kind of scary for God to create something that could possibly reject it. You know, so it's like, That's God's like, I love you enough that yeah. you could reject thought. me. And I was like, that would I'd be kind of scary for a father to say, hey, you might not accept me. And there's a lot of people, the road, I mean, look at it, like the road to, to hell is wide. The road to heaven is so narrow. God's saying, once I give you a choice, 
there's a good chance that a lot of my children are going to wander away because they chose it. That's Not because God loved them less. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. That's just, no, that's, that's got to be scary. Perspective. I'll take that one. That's a good answer, man. I appreciate that. That's very that's good. good. How about you guys? Oh. Is there anything? I mean, is oh, there... he's, he's going to flip this uh, interview oh, around. No. I love it. Wait a minute. What do you mean? Uh, I guess it's not my podcast. <laughs> We're not going to deal with our fears here in front of everybody. I got the three steps. I know what they are. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, right. Right. But let me, let me just say this. If, uh, if someone really is struggling and they want to know more and they want some help because not everybody has a Justin Manny in their lives, but, uh, but maybe they could. And I know you're available and, and willing and eager to help folks out. Uh, is there, is there a way that someone can get a hold of you and say, Hey, Justin, I, I'd, I'd love to talk a little bit with you and go looking a for a mentor. Yeah. yeah. Let's go down the road together. Absolutely. So here's the thing. I have such fulfillment in my life knowing I don't have it all together, but I do know that with the topic of fear, I'm meant to help people overcome those fears. Yeah. And I'm, I know Jesus is at the center of it. And I'm going to empower you with things that I've learned that have worked for me to help you guys. And even if it's just knowing that you have somebody in your corner rooting for you, giving you scriptures to back up what those lies are, identifying them, I'd love to be able to help you do that. I know that God's put in my heart to develop different programs and coaching, but in the meantime, the first step for you to take is to reach out to me. And I, I one thing I'd love to do if you're interested is I have a, a jumpstart guide to overcoming fear, to living fearless, you know, which is not doing it fearless, but knowing that you trust God to help you through it. And I've got a jumpstart guide to living fearless. And, you know, if you send me an email, then I'll send that to you. It's a, it's a little PDF. And if you're interested in, in, in wanting to dive further into overcoming a certain fear, I'd love to, I'd love to honestly just hop on a call with you, find out what that is and see if it's something that I can help you with. So even if it's just that one call that can give you a few tips or something you feel like, Hey, after maybe a few talks, you just need somebody in your corner that you don't have access to. I'd love to be able to do that. And I do believe it'll be powerful. That's, That's so good. good. And yeah. Justin's email is justinmaina at gmail.com. It's, we'll put that in the show notes, but it's uh, J-U-S-T-I-N-M-A-I-N-A at gmail.com. Yeah, easy enough. I'm telling you, that's a wonderful offer too, man, to be able to just directly email you and ask for that jumpstart guide. Uh, I think that's phenomenal. And, and then if they want to go further, uh, you guys can interact together and, and see where God takes Doing that actually takes courage. And so yeah. maybe someone's a little afraid to email you, just even you know, listening to this podcast. Get over your fear and email Justin if well, you have what? Yeah, no, yes, yeah. Get over your fear. That's right. You know, and then also, and look, then look at the YouTube version because you look <laughs> at that face and you're going to say, "Oh, I got nothing to be afraid of." Look at that guy. Yeah, and here's the thing: I want yeah. to help you out. Yes, like you I, do. I want to. Yeah. No fear. If you're afraid of people, if you're a people pleaser, that's a fear. Like I, I genuinely look forward to helping people out. It's like, would you not go to the doctor if you are sick? Get over it. Realize you need help. And I want to, I, I've walked through this. I live it every day of my life to the best of my ability. And I have you have an opportunity right now to take advantage of it. Don't let that go. And I guarantee you there'll be something amazing and fruitful that comes from it. Mm -hmm. And uh, so just don't let that go. It's your choice. Yeah. I love it. We well, friends, adore I, you, Justin. Thank yeah, you for we, being on the podcast. This is great. Yeah, we've had a chance to know Justin for about a year now. Yeah. We've become really good friends. Justin and I have worked a little bit together in mentoring men. And I just want you, everybody to know, he's the real deal. Yes, he is. Uh, and if you want to get a little further down the road in your life uh, with some real breakthroughs, some real progress, this is the man you need to connect with. Yes. So cool. Justin, thank you uh, for sharing about how to bust through fears and how to be fearless because you are a fear hunter. And I love that title. So bless you, my friend. Thanks for hopping on uh, your biggest breakthrough. 
thank you guys. You guys, it was an honor to be here and uh, just look forward to seeing you guys in the future. And, yeah. and thank you soon. guys for listening. Soon, yes. brother, soon. So okay, much. take care. Blessings. See ya. All right. Thank you all for tuning in to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. Um, you know, we have so many different topics that we share about, and there are so many breakthrough opportunities uh, and so many different stories. And Justin has a, a similar story for a lot of people out there yeah, that, and I, that are I, dealing with fears. I love how vulnerable and yeah. honest he is. He will tell you straight up. And the thing is, he doesn't just put the fear aside and decide to deal with it later. No, uh, again, knowing him the past, he, he'll just take it and he'll get it resolved. And these three steps are really exactly what he applies in his life. Uh, I just uh, think that if, if you're dealing with anything at all in that regard, and you really want to know, how do I break through this? Um, he'd be a good one to connect with. Yeah. And again, go to justinmaina at gmail.com. But thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough. We'll catch you next week. Be blessed. So glad you could join us today, and you'll find a new episode every Tuesday on your favorite podcast platform. And if you've been encouraged by listening or viewing, would you just take a moment and give us a five-star rating and a quick review? That'd be so awesome. Yeah, and also please share this with your friends and loved ones. If you have comments or questions, or if you're looking for an advertising opportunity, please get in touch with us at yourbiggestbreakthrough.com. Or if you'd like to optimize your health and wellness, you can work directly with Wendy. Go to wendypat.com. Or if you're a guy and you're interested in mentoring and coaching, go to toddisburner.com. We look forward to having you join us on our next episode of Your Biggest Breakthrough.